So when it comes to pathological narcissism, I say it's affecting just about everybody, regardless if they are in a narcissistic relationship or not, okay? Now, some of us are currently in narcissistic relationships and some of us have been, but no matter which group you're in, I say pathological narcissism continues to affect your life. Pathological narcissism continues to affect my life. So I just, again, I think it's a fair statement to make that a lot of us are being affected by pathological narcissism. When it comes down to pathological narcissism, I say one of the best ways to buffer against it or to help you to thrive forward past it is to discover how it affects you. This is why I say pathological narcissism seems to be growing simply because, you know, a lot of us, we rely on social media to help us learn more about pathological narcissism. Now, pathological narcissism is a clinical narcissism. In other words, it can be diagnosed because it's a diagnosis criterion in the DSM-5. Anything that's not in the DSM-5 cannot be diagnosed nor is there a treatment plan it comes for down it. to clustered personality types, histrionic, borderline, antisocial, and narcissistic, well, usually they don't go and seek any treatment plan, okay? Usually they don't think they need any help. So that leaves their loved ones scrambling around trying to figure out, well, how do I deal with pathological narcissism in my life? When it comes to pathological narcissism and how it affects our lives, I really don't think it's about demonizing anybody or even demonizing ourselves. I think it's more about facing reality that different cluster personalities, different types of personalities, and different structures of personalities, you know, they interact in a particular way. Some of these personality structures and types, you know, they don't really get along very well. Some of the structure, some of the personality structures, some of the personality types, you know, when we learn how they interact, one of the things I think we're going to find is that certain personalities, I mean, some of us have already, you know, we pretty much already know this, but certain personality structures, they tend to gravitate naturally towards one another, whereas some tend to repel. Some personality types, they just automatically, they seek to dominate, okay? It's usually, it just goes right into the one-upmanship. It goes right into the cat and mouse game. And really, you know, either participant, I don't care what kind of personality they have, they really don't have to do anything. You ever been in a room where it's just somebody in that room, they don't rub you the right way and you don't even know them, you've never met them, but for some reason you really don't like them? I say pathological narcissism is like that when it comes to the cluster B personality. You have two other clusters of personality. Some of them, again, they tend to get along just fine, but there are other clusters, such as the cluster A and cluster C, that really don't get along too well with the cluster B personality. Or vice versa, when we have social media. Social media, ironically, is the tool that a lot of us use to help educate us about pathological narcissism. While at the same time, it tends to encourage an increasing population of pathological narcissists. Regardless of the reasons 
regardless of the concepts, regardless of whatever type of philosophy we can come up with why pathological narcissism is such a big buzz right now, the bottom line is I just really think that when it comes to pathological narcissism, when we're learning about this, we're going to find that it's really not about demonizing anybody. It's about learning how to interact with different types of personality structures. They may have the doctor, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde personality. They may be quite impulsive. supply tactics all right here's my little friend here with the pointer first tactic for source supply that narcissists and cluster personalities love to use gaslight techniques there's a lot of movies and there's a lot of information out in the form of the internet as well as books about the gaslight techniques alone okay so a lot of us have either experienced or we've heard the horror stories about the gaslight techniques. Next tactic, emotional manipulation, character assassination. I've done a few videos on this one. Please check it out. Love bombing, idealizing, devaluation, discarding, recruiting flying monkeys, recruiting enablers, chronic deception, triangulation, deflecting, projecting, now and ghosting, ghosting is something that the cluster personality and or the narcissist does actually right after the discard. First the, the first is the devaluation, then it's usually the discard. And then there's the ghosting. Flying monkeys and enablers with their help you will be sucked back in or hoovered to supply the cluster personality and the narcissist again and all of these tactics encourages codependent behavior signs of adverse effects of unhealthy relationships with the cluster personality personality types superficial inability to emotionally regulate they lack empathy they can be very or hypersensitive to criticism 
You know, they can dish it, but they can't take it. And they usually are very quick to anger and they can be very spiteful. Sometimes they come off like quite the antagonist and sometimes they're very self-righteous. So these are just some other characteristics. There are so many more, but I really wanted to point out some of the highlightable ones. I had mentioned before how some narcissists and cluster personalities, they can be very spiteful when they have taken that secret vow to never love anyone anymore for any reason. Usually it is out of spite that they do this, okay? Because narcissists and cluster personality types they're very self-righteous. It's their way or the, or the highway, right? And they can come off to be quite the antagonist. Sometimes they are jealous and they're envious of other people and they want to sabotage their efforts to continue to thrive forward, to continue to shine. Nobody's going to outshine a narcissist, okay? <laughs> the narcissist and cosmic personality, you know, these types, they often don't want anyone to outshine him or her. So they might sometimes come off like they are the antagonist. The narcissist and cluster personality types, sometimes a lot of their relationships are not only dysfunctional, but they're very superficial. Idealize, devalue, discard. Additional patterns of narcissistic abuse is hoovering and then recycling. I say the, that the hoovering is the one-two punch because when they hoover, before they actually hoover you back in, the first sucker punch is when they are coming up in conversation. It could be via the enablers and flying monkeys that he or she has recruited. You're no longer in the relationship with the narcissist and cluster personality. You have gone no contact, right? You're thriving forward. Yet, the narcissist and the cluster personality, they're not taking no for an answer. The second sucker punch is when they have actually hoovered you back in. Because now, it's just like old times. You're visiting again. You're interacting with the narcissist or cluster personality once again. You're having them over for dinner. You're going over for dinner. You know, you're hanging out or whatever. Or if this is a romantic situation, you're involved with him or her again. Okay, and they do all of this. Once they hoover you back in, they do all of that to recycle. It just starts all over again. It's a vicious cycle. So once they have hoovered you back in, the vicious cycle starts all over again. They idealize you again. Then before you know it, you're going to be devalued again. Then you're going to be discarded again. And make no mistake, they can wait for years before they attempt to hoover you back in. All to recycle and start the process all over again. Narcissistic cycle of abuse can be very vicious.